We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your free risk $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to start winning. <laughs> yeah, you like it or what? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, the team sucks, but, you know, you can't have it all. Hey, man, I actually tweeted something about the Giants today. Holla at me. I woke up like 30 minutes ago. So you didn't so, see it? So I haven't seen none. Do you love Do you love the, the big-time throw stat? The next-gen? Yeah, it's one of my favorite, like, new new stats that are out there. Yeah, it's like... Fitting the ball into tight windows and big moments. There's also the one where um, I've referenced this on the show before. It's like throws to the sticks. Okay, is basically what it, I don't know what the exact like title of it the is. Football analytics nerd stat of it is, but it's basically like how many throws do you make past the first down marker? Meaning you're not Eli Manning third and 13 checking it down to Evan Ingram now let me push back is that the quarterback's fault sometimes that the offensive coordinator draws up the wrong play or the receiver's fault mm. for not running the right route and he's short of the sticks granted the quarterback needs to see that he I think you could blame everyone everybody. separately however when it becomes so repetitive that it's always the quarterback checking it down yeah at some point then it's, it's someone else's I get it it's you dog yeah well mm-hmm <clears throat> You know, we track big-time throws. I don't track big-time throws. The NFL tracks big-time throws. 30th out of 30, Danny Dimes. Can your nickname be Danny Dimes anymore if you're last in big-time throws? Nah. Danny Pennies. Danny, like, uh, you know those, like, cryptos that are, like, point zero 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 one. 
whatever, whatever, whatever that one is. <laughs> penny, Danny Penny stocks. <laughs> Danny Penny stocks with no upside. A That's, fraction of a percent. Yeah, yeah, it's quiet for that. But um, no, I mean, I was just surprised. The reason I bring that up is because you know who's number one in the league in big time throws? David Carr, De- Derek Carr. Sorry, Derek Carr. Huh? Yeah, and then and then he's mixed in with with, with you know with the yeah, Burrows yeah, of the yeah, world yeah. and the you know and the Mahomes and the Rodgers. So you know they're all. They're all up there in the top five, but I was surprised to see Carr up there. Um, gutsy win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with all things considered, with the the whole fiasco of, of COVID last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. You know, it's, it's funny. I heard uh, Aaron Rodgers talk about this, how, and it was something that I had read, I think it was to you, what the COVID rules were for the NFL coming into this year. If you were the reason why they pushed the vaccine for the players and a lot of the players pushed for the vaccine to their teammates like, hey, man, yo, just go get it, bro. Because if you're a player, let's use us as an example, right? Say we're both in the same on the same team, same locker room. You're unvaccinated, I'm vaccinated. You become the source of the outbreak in the locker room and then 20 people get COVID. Guess what? You... Being the source, we got to forfeit our game and our paychecks. We lose our paychecks that week. So if I'm a player, regardless of how I feel about this entire situation, I'm going to be like, yo, Imp, you should go and get the vaccine, bro. Yeah, to be a team guy. Be a team guy. What happens if you're in a scenario like now, these next couple weeks? It's gut check time for a lot of this. A lot. Yo, the playoff race outside of the top five teams in the, in the NFC. It is a monsoon in the AFC, and I think that's a product of the, the of the, I think that's a that's a product of the football being terrible. Yeah, you wanted to bring this up. Yeah, so I think, and I understand that it's 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 out of folks' control, I guess, because preseason they said that they're not gonna do anything to postpone games or anything like that. But I do think that you know the product's getting diluted, and 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 I'm worried about. The idea of, you know, you know I, I, some people will get excited that every team's in the playoff race. And to me, that's a red flag. To me, it shows that there's no there's not enough of a competitive advantage because of all of the players being out. Regardless of the COVID stuff, like, how many guys are we going to see, you know, get taken off on stretchers or in, in the last couple of weeks? How weird has that been, by the way? Right? Yeah. You got Parham a couple weeks, two weeks ago. Now you got a big name in Teddy Bridgewater. You know, that's not kind of, you know, a special teamer. You know, sometimes these like these like carts get brought onto the field and it's a special teams guy where between me and you, we've never heard of him before. Right. Yeah. But this was in a situation where it was Teddy Bridgewater. The majority of injuries that require stretchers come from special teams, too. And so I think it was kind of I don't know if eye opening is the word, but like. I think it definitely hit hard and it resonated a little bit more with fans when you see like, oh, that's the starting quarterback. They got to take his face mask off. Mm. They got to bring the fucking, you know, the ambulance onto the field or whatever. It's like it's a little bit. I think it hits a little bit harder. And obviously, those are parts of you know parts of a very dangerous game. I just think when you mix in the fact that it's an extremely dangerous game with all of the COVID protocols, it's a recipe for disaster in terms of the product. We've both agreed that the games haven't been great. Last two weeks, they've been Terrible. a nightmare to sit through. And I think a perfect example is the Bucks, right? Like, they lose a couple skill guys and they get shut out. To be fair, they lost their three best skill guys. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, and, you know, the Saints defense, no slouch. But 
I don't know. I'm just worried about the competitive advantage. Um, and, uh, you know, and, you know, the NHL is putting a pause on the season. <clears throat> and I just worry, not worry, I just wonder, like, you know, if they weren't so worried about getting to the postseason, getting to the money, because that's where the money is. The money's at the postseason. Right. Right. And so I just worry if, like, yeah, but also I think every NFL team, you make so much money on a home game. So postponing that or taking away fans, I think regardless whether it's regular season or postseason, the money's still going to be coming in. Yeah, but you make a lot more money in the playoffs. You From know? what? The ticket being more expensive? Well, the, that's probably the only one I can think of. It's not like your beer goes from fourteen dollars. But to think 18. about the the TV deals and everything that's you know not just kind of the gates. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are other things that play into play into account. Like, um, it's just like no, you know, like if you could get to the end, that's kind of the only thing people really care about. Like, I if call me crazy, I don't think anyone cares about the regular season. Like the only thing people care about is getting to the playoffs. You know, and, and just kind of finishing the season where it's like, that's cool, but look at all of the shit you're leaving behind to get to this point. Like, I, you know, call me crazy, but I think maybe you put a pause on it for a couple of weeks, you let everyone get right, and then you get everyone back to full strength because, like, the Eagles beat the Redskins, the, the Washington last night, but come on, bro. Washington was down so many guys. Same goes for, for, for a lot of these other teams. I'm just worried about the competitive advantages. Well, I always think of what Phillip Rivers said when he got to the Colts last year and they asked him in the press conference because that's when, that's when COVID was really bonkers. That was, what, six months after the outbreak? I argue it's worse now. Nah, you're bugging, bro. No, not COVID. I'm saying the protocols and, and, and the amount of guys being out. Yeah, because they're, they're also switching up what the protocols were all yeah. the time. Like everything is, everything is what they put in place from the beginning of the year. Well, we talked about that example of us two being locker room teammates and one being vaccinated, one being unvaccinated has completely changed from what it is now. Yeah. And that's been an issue that a lot of players, even Aaron Rodgers came out and was outspoken about it. He's like, yo, there's just nothing makes sense. Nothing is consistent with what is originally put out. I, just to be fair, though, science is, a, is constantly changing. Like, we, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of, yo, you're, you are more than welcome to change your opinion on something. Yeah, yeah. When more information comes out and is presented. I just feel like people are trying to take a shit on the vaccine now because all of these players are testing positive. But when in reality, like, if you look at the statistics and the data, it's if you didn't get a booster shot, you're m- way more likely to... You know, the, the new variant is so contagious and it's easily transmissible, but it's extremely mild. That's kind of... And mild what, what? The like side symptoms, effects? Yes. Symptoms, yes. It's almost as if, 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 if you didn't know you had it before, you'll definitely not know you had it this time. It's mm. way more mild, but it's way more transmissible. And everything that science is saying is that's happening because the vaccine is working and now the virus has to morph and change because everyone is being vaccinated. And the issue with the NFL and the, NFL and the NBA is... All of these teams, all of these leagues did a great job of getting their teams to like 95% vaxxed, 97, but then they didn't put an emphasis on getting them boosted. And I think that is kind of where this is all happening from. Would it have happened? Potentially, but I don't think it would have been as worse, I think. You know what I mean? You know, you know, the big rush was to get a lot of the older people boosted. Makes sense. But I'm just saying like, you know, anyway. The Philip Rivers thing, because we, we got a little off the rails there. Um, sidetrack, yeah, not off the rails. Philip Rivers, when he got to the Colts, they asked him, like, hey, man, what happens if you guys make the Super Bowl and you test positive for COVID? He was like, I spent 18 years in the league trying to get to that. 
He's like, I'm finding a way to play. We need to. There needs to be like, you know how they never call pass interference on a Hail Mary? Yeah. But there's always pass interference. Or they don't call the same fouls they do in the first quarter of an NBA Fourth. game as opposed to under two minutes. I think a, a lot of situations are different, man, when you're looking at, at these things here now. Look well, at the Chiefs this weekend. Kelsey Hill, all on COVID. Butker. Yeah. What if this was Super Bowl week? You're telling me you're going to tell the Chiefs, yo, you spent all year. Going through this long season, you got to the big dance. All your guys are on on the vid. There's actually a rumor out of the NBA, out of NBA circles that I don't know if you remember during the finals, there was like a scare that Giannis may have tested positive for COVID. The the guy, his name is Matt Sullivan, the guy who wrote the Nets book. The, he went behind the scenes and he during during 2020 with the Nets. He's you know he writes for Rolling Stone, does sports for Rolling Stone and. And he did a big kind of a, a big kind of an expose in like some of the behind the scenes stuff that was happening in the NBA, and that you know there's potential that the NBA may have looked the other way when it came to Giannis and the Bucks. Um, so, and I wouldn't put it past them uh, for sure. And another thing is, to your point, those those that those topics are being discussed. They are. I've read them about them. I've I've heard about them. The idea of of this new strain is is milder if it's if it's there's no symptoms right like if you're just testing positive like okay i'm gonna talk to you about science again what's happening is people are testing positive but they're not having any symptoms right so it's, they're just chilling it's and just chilling just, and that's like it. it's a good thing in terms of science and breakthroughs with 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 some of the advancements with viruses and things of that nature when you test positive but you don't have any symptoms, that's like we're progressing in the right direction, mm. right? It's getting weaker. The virus is getting weaker and weaker. There are conversations on the table of like, hey, if they've tested positive for the new strain and they're asymptomatic, right? Like are we willing to maybe let them play in some capacity or maybe change the protocols around how long they're away from the game? So a lot of that is being discussed 100%, especially considering this new the new variant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, if you <clears throat> from the NFL standpoint, where, like you said, it's gut check time now. Like, this is where even some of the games that we're going to talk about, it's, yo, a lot of loser leaves town matches this weekend. A lot of teams, like, if you lose this game, it's probably going to be over for you. You know, you got the Bengals and Ravens game is one. Uh, your Pats, my Bills, that's one for playoff seeding, too. You know, Col- Colts Cardinals is interesting. Like, there's some banger games this week, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I want to stay on this topic because the one thing that is driving me crazy is the idea of in the NFL, right? These players now, I don't think you could put a halt to this season. Like, I don't think you... I don't think you should be moving any games around. Do you mean what they did in terms of the Monday and the Tuesday? That's as much as possible or don't do that at all? I don't think you should do that. I really don't. Because now look at look at teams like Cleveland played on Monday. Now they're playing Saturday. Yeah. Right. Look at the Rams playing Tuesday. They're going to play on Sunday. Look at Washington. Well, Washington a little different because they play Monday night football, but. When you move games around, it alters the rest of the season, too, for you. So, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really 
Florida. They should, I mean, in my opinion, and this is easy to say in hindsight, they should have just massively expanded the rosters earlier on in the year. Because if you're going to tell the teams, no matter what happens, we're not postponing we're not. the games. That's what they said at the beginning of the season, right? And if you test positive and if your team suffers an outbreak that's on you, yeah, that's cool. No one saw this coming. That's science. It's all good. Things change co- constantly. But, you know, similar to what the NBA did, the NBA added, I think, a couple roster spots, and they kind of converted these two-way contracts into, like, full-time. Anyway, the NBA is getting creative with the rosters because of this. And I think maybe that – in to your point, that, that would be a possibility if, if, if they had more, you know, spots on their roster. But when you got to send 12 guys home on Tuesday and you're playing on Sat- Sunday, whatever, it's like it's, – it's like an uphill battle. And who yeah. knows what the practice squad guys? Because yeah. they're probably in contact with the guys that are playing. Yeah. That's yeah. why the NFL needs a minor league system. Yeah, they got college football for that. Yeah, but it's not like we could call up our, our yeah. the corner from BYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be cool, by the way. That would be cool. That would be cool. But but no no way the NCAA would ever sign up for that. You think so? Well, now with the NILs, now with, with all of these kids making a whole bunch of money, it's very much becoming a minor league. The kid from Jackson State, he went to Jackson State because the, the kid, he decommitted from FSU when he went to Jackson State. Why? Because he, he got a reality TV show and, and $1.5 million from Barstool. Because he pulled up with Brittany Renner. Prime time. You saw that? No. Uh, Deion Sanders had Brittany Renner come to Jackson State to talk to the team <laughs> about, like, basically Instagram chicks and, like, gold diggers. And she, she like, laid down the blueprint where you should look out for her. That was double prime time. Though, that's man. fire. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now it's like you know, I'll because think it. about it. Now if you're if you're a kid, you're 18, 19 years old, and you have this nil deal, and I'm the number one recruit in the country. Now I got some money in my pocket too. I'm not just broke. That's yeah. a different living. And with all of the imagine being at the U, <laughs> bro. I'm the quarterback. I'm 19 years old. I'm the man. And now I got some money in my pocket, too. I don't got to go to Ben Shapiro. No, not Ben Shapiro. Who is the dude? Ron DeSantis? Nah. Who is the guy in the 30 for 30 documentaries? The booster. The the OG booster. His last name was Shapiro. Mike Shapiro? Miami. Dan Shapiro? Hurricanes. Shapiro booster. Ben Shapiro is the dude that goes on like Joe Rogan, right? I think so. Nevin Shapiro, bro. He was the guy that would take, like, those U teams. He was in the Ponzi scheme. Okay. You saw the 30 for 30s? Yeah. The U ones? Yeah. That's I don't know dude. why it's not ringing a bell, though. Bro, that's the guy that was wearing the jersey. He's at the tunnel. And okay. He's like, well, now, bro, now they're just being paid on the table instead of under the table. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If if I have the NIL deal now and, I, and I'm at the hurricane, you know, I would go to Miami, bro. If I had the option, I'm Throw going to up. play for the U, baby. Throw that shit up, son. Frat Star Lifestyle on South Beach, 8th Street. That's where I'm at. Just on the corner. On the corner. And if I don't got to worry about Nevin Shapiro giving me, like, shady money that I'm going to have to make of my agent later on and shit, now I could just go to the Do NIL and get crazy? Yep. Come on, dog. I just, I think, you know, it makes the landscape real interesting. Um, but, I look, it, it's easy to say in hindsight. It's easy to, you know, make all of these kind of comments after the fact. But, um, yeah. I do think college football is slowly becoming the minor league system, although you won't be able to leverage the players. Yeah, I can't same go to Alabama and be and like, say, yo, I need that wide receiver for yeah, this week. But it's very much, you know, the idea of now now college coaches having to deal with the transfer portal is very similar to free agency. Right. And so there's there's some similarities there. 
and uh, and the players are just going to be well versed in dealing with business. I think at a younger age, you know, for so long the criticism of like the the high school to the NBA was these are kids. Kwame Brown didn't even know how to drop off his dry cleaning, right? Like there was a story that he went to. Uh, a, a, a press conference or you went to some appearance in like a, a dirty ass suit and they're like Kwame Kwame you're, you you got you know at that time probably what 30 40 million in the bank and, you know come, come to come with a nicer suit yeah, yeah. bro these kids these guys don't know what they're doing and so I just think the idea of like them having money them probably having a, a money manager at a younger age they maybe even have an agent right that's helping them with these NIL mm. deals I think all of this early on can only benefit them so you know, again, not being able to leverage them is a different story, but they'll be, you know, a better groomed for the NFL. This whole COVID outbreak shit has been a really hot topic of debate this week. And another one, which I feel like we've been having this conversation since like 2016, but now you're seeing it more and more advanced analytics, yards to go, shit like that, scenarios, go for two and all that. The conversation about going for two, going for it on fourth down, the analytics say no, the analytics say yes. I want to talk about this because I feel like it's taken over the NFL. I mean, it's been the good teams have been doing it for a while now. Doug Peterson was doing this with the Eagles. Remember Blackjack Del Rio with the Raiders when he first got there, too? First of all, where are you on the spectrum? I think it's situational. Which is what they. I would be more. Be. I would be more aggressive than in, than usual, but I do think everything is situational and a case by case basis. I, I just wanted to say, I do think this kind of got brought back into the light because of Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down four times against the Chiefs and not getting it any of them. I think they went for it five times on fourth and, and got once fourth and to goal scenarios and i think they got it twice yeah i would be aggressive i would also take the situation into consideration is my is my left tackle was my left tackle just injured on the last drive are my you know is my tight end healthy is is the other team's corner injured you know like How's the game going? What, what you know? What has happened so far in the game? Have I been killing them on sh down and distance? Uh, you know, running to the left with my running back. Like, have I been killing them on 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 the tight end out? You know, like, I there's so much information that 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 needs to be considered. I do think there has been a shift in aggressiveness in general, which is great. And then I think it should be a case by case basis. That's kind of how I would approach it. Yeah, because there's also like a feel, right? Yeah, like right now, I'm feeling like, you know. Joe Burrow is 30 of 32 for 400 yards, and they and Chase has over 200. Like, they can't stop that. Maybe the analytics tell me I shouldn't go for it on fourth and six at the 50. Yeah. But right now, I'm feeling it. The crowd is behind it. We're on this run. Burrow's playing well. We're lining up. Like, yeah, go for that. Also, I get that. And also, the t if I had to guess, the scenario that you're in over the course of a season has not been taken into consideration as well. I like this. Like, where are you in the year? You know, like... Do I need this win? Are you a shitbag team and you're just... You know, are you, are you the Lions? Mm. You know, maybe you should be a little bit more aggressive. Who cares, right? Are you... You know, are you the Packers who, you know, 
are probably going to end up with the best record in the NFC. Maybe being conservative is probably the right thing to do. You know what I mean? You don't want to lose an unnecessary game here when all things considered, you're probably going to you know handle your business. So I think that plays into consideration as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the analytics don't tell me that my quarterback's Justin Herbert or yeah. Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, right? Like if, if the analytics told me that Daniel Jones is my quarterback, I'll probably say, you know, maybe we should follow the analytics here and punt, <laughs> right? Step-by-step basis. Yeah, I think all scenarios are different. What you said, too, what if what if they're down three corners? What if in that game they're down? What if flip side? Who's your opponent? Who's your opponent? And now you're looking at it like, yo, our defense has been able to shut out the Bucks because they're down Godwin. They're down Evans. They're down Fournette. Let's hone in on Gronk because that's his boy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, go nuts. Congrats. You beat us. You beat us. Yeah. That's another factor, too. Where you are on the field, I get that. I I think the fourth down conversation and the going for two conversation is different. Yes. Would you agree? Yeah. Although I, would, I could make the argument that you're taking the same things into consideration, though. Although they're different decisions, you are taking the same thing into consideration, I think. And the, the same idea of, has my offensive line been dominant today? Is is their middle line, did their middle linebacker just, you know, is, is injured now? Is, you know, is my right tackle healthy and playing well? Or is he getting killed by their, their end every down? Like, you know, what plays do we have to go to right now? You know, do we have a, a go-to call right now that we mm-hmm. feel good about? Mm-hmm. Those are... You know, those are the things. I, I will say, like, I think you mentioned it. Going for two has been built into kind of these 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 uh these point spreads now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, now you need, you may need, you know, that eight and a half now instead of the seven and a yeah, half so or whatever the back, case is. Back maybe, I don't know, not even too far, man. When, when they switched the PAT from being a 22-yard field goal attempt to now a 33-yard field goal attempt, still worth one point. The logic has become, all right, more kickers are missing PATs than ever before because the PAT used to be a legitimate practice kick because the life of a kicker blows, bro. You just you are out off to the side. You're not in offensive or defensive meetings. You're out on the sideline. You're kicking into a net. You don't have any trajectory of the ball. You're just literally kicking it from me to you into a net. I don't get to see it clear the uprights. I don't get to. So when I used to kick, right, Adam Tanowski, my uh, football coach, shouts to him. He used to kick at the University of Buffalo. Was on a bunch of, you know, he's made a he's made a six figure salary just going to practice squads. Wow. For about a decade at the time, he used to tell me like, when you're looking at the uprights, look past the uprights. If there's someone in the stands, pinpoint the P on Impy in the gray sweater. Wow. Look, try to hit the football on that P. Like, look past the uprights. Because if you could get close to that P, chances are you're the up. we're splitting those yeah. uprights right down Steinway Street. You heard? So when I would kick PATs, I'd come out and bang, I could hit it through and I could see. Like That's a, a great, swing. I didn't even think of that. Right? It's the so practice it's, for the other kicks. Yeah, it's the practice now. Now, if I'm kicking into a net and out of nowhere, it's like, yo, Deus, you're up. 53-yard field goal, or, or right hash. It's like, whoa, bro, this is, you know, 
50 yards is our box. Can I warm dude. up? Yeah, can I warm can I take up? A, like, can I take a 22 yarder? Yeah. So that's the origins of where kickers start to struggle. Now, fast forward, what we saw is back in the day, the sports, the, the, the prime numbers, the meeting numbers used to be threes and sevens, right? You got a Super Bowl box. You're like, oh, shit. Three I and got seven, sevens, you're, baby. You're planning, you're planning your trip. Yeah, you got premium numbers, right? Fours, right? For four zero about the boxes. Yeah. But now, now. Six, eight. Yeah. You got a lot bro. more. That's Twos. interesting. What happens if you, I, you miss the extra point, then you go for two? You go for two, and I you, miss it again. And now I got 12 points on the board. You're right. So that changed everything. It, it changed analytics, it's changed sports books set in lines. It changed the betters approach. Changed a lot of shit, bro. That's interesting, man. I didn't even think the kicking thing was interesting. And then obviously I knew about the point spread, but that's interesting too. It's sports are changing, man. Not only is the game not only is the game on the field changing, right? This idea of more of a spread game, we're passing the ball, you know, screen passes now an extension of the running game. Not only is that changing, but the way that the game is being Di- digested and called, yeah, yeah. you know, from that perspective. Well, think about the Steelers, bro. The Steelers, when they had AB and they had Le'Veon Bell, they were going for two a lot. Yeah. Opening drive, touchdown, we're going for two. 8 0, setting the tone. Yeah, you couldn't stop us for 80 yards. You're going to stop us for two yards? Yeah. So if you have the weapons, you have the quarterback with balls. Man, I don't know how many times I've referenced Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Like, yeah, there's the stat that, like, he's he hasn't had the chance to have the ball back and go. He's lost three times in the playoffs. In which his team either had the lead, the other team tied it, and he never got the ball back. Or he ties it, the double Hail Mary against the Cardinals, got all the momentum. You just They hit a fourth and 25, and then a fourth and like 27. Remember he rolls out yeah. his right both times? It was like Jeff Janice, I think, scored it. <laughs> and then... You go to overtime because I don't even have a coin here. I don't even have a coin here, which that fucking blows too, in my opinion. Yeah. The overtime has never been fixed in the NFL. And I don't want it to be like college where you start at the 25, but both teams need to get the ball. I mean, it's better than it was before. It is better than it was before. Yeah. Because before it was, yo. I win the coin toss. Let's Kick get thirty yards. We're out of here. No, no, that 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 was terrible too. Yeah, it is better now because like, yo, don't let them score a touchdown. It's not perfect, but it's better than what it was. Sure, but it's still flawed. I'm with you. I think it should be both teams get an answer. Impy's Impy's the head coach. I'm the head coach. Impy's team gets the ball first. They score a touchdown. Kick the extra point. Go for two. Whatever you want to do, that's on you. Right? You want to go for two there, but knowing that. Oh, shit. If they score, if they, score a, they can kick a PAT and it's over. All right. You score a touchdown, great. I get one response. Fourth down, I got to go for it. Turnover, yeah, I lose. I score a touchdown. I go for two and don't get it, which I don't know why I would do that. But I'm saying, like, we both score a touchdown. We both get our PATs after. Now it's, all right, NPC team got the ball back. Yo, kick a field goal. And then what would you do for... If they score, I'm going for two. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. Team number one drives down, scores, kicks the extra point. Yeah. Team two gets the rock, drives down, scores, kicks the extra point. What si- happens now? Situational. 
No, 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 I'm saying no, no, not, I'm not saying asking what you would do. I'm saying what, 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 what is next? The team, the first team gets the ball back again, or does the second team get the ball again? No, no, the first team gets the ball back, like a, like an actual NFL game. Don't you be. think it should be reversed then, so that the no, nah, because then we're going into college. Yeah, but you're still kicking off. You'd right. still be kicking off. You just right. Nah, because then the games are gonna get too long. I think both teams get to touch the ball once, and then from there it's sudden death. Got it. So then the first team gets the ball again. Yeah. Then you kick off to them. Then the question comes up to go or not to go. You score a touchdown and you're let's say it's let's say it's it's Packers Chiefs. Right? Right now it's the favorite to be the Super Bowl. Goes into overtime. Right? And we're playing it under our rules now. What our rules are, this new makeshift rule. On the Packers, you're the Chiefs. You get the ball first, take it down. It's a bar and Pringle, drag route, cross the back of the end zone, touchdown. Butker kicks the PAT. That's the last person. I know. That's the last guy. <laughs> I had him last year. Uh, I can name seven Chiefs. <laughs> Yo, but here's why, right? I had him last year for any time touchdown score, four to one, and the ball hit off his face mask. Oh, got it. Zone. Okay. So, you know, he, he owes me one. He owes me There's one. There's some personal damage there. So, you go down, you score the touchdown, kick the PAT. I get the ball, right? What's up, Aaron Rodgers? I got the ball. I go down there. I score a touchdown now. We scored a touchdown. We're down one point now. Do I look at Matt LaFleur and I'm like, yo, bro. Let's just win this game now. I'm the fucking man, right? I, I got 380 yards, 97% completion rate. Do we want to give the ball back to Pat? Yeah. Who also has been lighting us up. Yeah. Situational to go or not to go. I think it's a fascinating discussion. But if I have an elite quarterback, we're talking about like the cream of the crop, and I have the chance to not let my season come down to a fucking fourth grade backyard coin flip, I'm gonna take the chances with my guy. And I'm sure the I'm sure the league. Did would... you see the video of Joe Harbaugh with Mark Andrews? John Harbaugh. What I call him, Joe? I think so. I don't even think there is a Joe Harbaugh. Oh. Yeah, it's Jim Maybe and, the cousin Joe. Jim and John. Yeah, 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 cousin Joe for sure. But yeah, John Harbaugh. They go, hey man, do you guys want to go? You guys want to win it here? And Huntley and Mark Andrews are like, yeah, yo, let's let's fucking win it now. Yeah. And they don't get it. And he's like devastated on the sideline. Mark Andrews comes over. He goes, hey bro, that was that was the right call, man. I'm glad we went for it. Didn't work out, but I'm glad that was we went the right for thing. It. They're yeah. not they're no strangers to doing that. Yeah, yeah. And John Harbaugh was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for, like, standing up for me, and thank you for telling me that. He's like, hey, man, we just didn't execute. Now, look, you could question the play call, which I'll never understand for the life of me. The ball's on the right hash mark, and you're doing sprint outs to the short side of the field. Like, you're limiting your play. Yeah, but there. it's harder to throw. You know this. It's harder to throw left if you're— I'm not saying to throw left. I'm not saying to throw left. Why are you calling a play where you're rolling out to the short side of the field— you're limiting what your offense could do. The flow is all going this way. It just eliminates a lot of your, your opportunities. He's a mobile quarterback. I, all right, so why not put it on the left hash mark, and then you have an extra 10 yards to... Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? I thought he. I thought, I thought it was just on the right hash. They had no control. Nah, you get to put the ball where you want. That's the I didn't, I didn't play puffle ball. Like yeah, that. you get to put the ball where you want. Even on PATs, you ever know? That I knew. That I, that I knew. Yeah. So but could, I didn't know on two-point conversions you could yeah. select what hash it's on. Yeah. Interesting. 
And that will help dictate, obviously, the play call. We're yeah, going to be man, on the right if hash. I'm rolling out to the right, it's, it's weird. You're not going to throw it all the way back side. Like, that's just some, you know, it's just something you don't so you do. say put it on the left hash, roll right. Yeah, if you're going to do a sprint out, give your quarterback more time to maybe hold on to the ball. You know, maybe someone squirts Yeah, I mean, back. you know what they say about the the, the red zone and, 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 and the green zone is it defen- it's harder to score because there's less space. Yeah. So to your point, you're... You yeah. Know, yeah, and if you look at how that play was stopped, it was something Will talked about on the pod that I do with him when the Vikings gave up that touchdown to the Lions. He was saying DB rule like 101. DB 101 is like in prevent defenses, in, you know, to goal scenarios, you just like a punt returner imp, they tell mm-hmm. punt returners, put the back of your heels, you put your heels on the 10-yard line. If you have to go back... Poison, Peter, is what you yell out to the guys covering to get away from the ball. Poison, poison, get away from it, right? Peter, Peter, whatever it might be, because you got your mouthpiece in too. So you put your heels on the 10-yard line, and if you retreat back, you don't fair catch it. You don't touch it. Let that shit go, bro. Unless, you know, you're Dante Hall, the human joystick. But, or Devin Hester. Yeah, or Devin Hester. But for the most part, the same thing with the DBs, right? Like the Vikings DBs, Will was saying how, yo, you got to go to the goal line and let him throw it over the top of you, right? Like it's a harder throw to you to make over the top of the DB as opposed to the front of the goal line. Like yeah. always protect the front of the goal line. Yeah, they just sat back on that play. Yeah, and then uh, St. Brown, I think your boy, right? Shouts to St. Brown. He loves St. Brown. Look at that look. You haven't seen that swap since the Knicks ain't the playoffs, baby. Boss! Yeah, that's Boss! you got. Yo, you think you're going to win a championship this year? I think I have the guys. I think I have the right locker room. You know what else you have going for you, right? No. You don't got to worry about the dirty lambs. Yeah, to read it, baby. My fantasy. I, yeah, I hate it had it to be you, man, but you know the GOAT had to slay someone. Let me tell you something. If you got a weak fantasy football league, let me know. <laughs> I'm only trying for I – only, I only want whack fantasy leagues now. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't <laughs> – Oh, your league's competitive? I'm not interested. <laughs> I'd rather dominate. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Finn, he does a fantasy league. I love Finn to death. It's not the most competitive. Like, some of the people in the league aren't, like, the biggest football fans. I don't think I've ever not made the playoffs. There was an opening in that league. I think Dave, one of David's boys, let him, his friend in. He's good at fan. I was, I was like, no, I don't want him in. Ah, I don't want. I want. Damn, him. you want that easy route, right? Yes, I've, I've, I haven't won one. Yeah, yo, our league was competitive, son. We had some sharks. Yeah, we had some sharks. Biggest, biggest uh, letdown <laughs> of my life. I was talking to, I was talking to Danny and Joey the other day about, uh, both. I think, I think Dan is. I don't know if Danny's in your league, but Danny's in a league with Dom. No, no, and that's he's not, like, no. he's like, yo, bro, I went eleven and three, and. I'm going to lose in the first round. And I saw Joey on his Instagram was like, yep, just seeing my team crash and burn. I was like, some shit never changes, huh? He lost to Espo. Espo double, I think, yeah. I mean, this week was just terrible. I did the most foul shit ever to Espo that year that I played him in the chip. He hit me up and he was like, hey, man, do you want to split? I looked at my team. I was projected to win by 50. I was like, man, you know you're my guy, guy. Can't do it, bro. Yeah, not not this year. (laughs) Can't do it, bro. I mean, but I think I think this weekend of football, and I think this is a good segue into the football. I think that's a perfect example of fantasy. Is 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 there's obviously a huge element of of I don't know if luck is involved, but like anything can happen. Obviously, well, not only luck, but what about interest level? What do you mean? From a fan standpoint, if you didn't have fantasy football, oh. if you didn't have gambling, 
Week 14 and 15 were not good. No. We talked about it like, hey, man, this is when you tell the missus. You so tell the plus one. brunch like, on Sunday. You want to do brunch? She's like, picnic? On a Sunday? What's happening? That's what she's going to tell you. Yeah. But that's the kind of weekends that you would go and do it. Not this one, though. No. This one got some bangers, bro. I mean, the week started off hot. Mm. Be- arguably, in my opinion, one of the best games of, of, of the year. Oh, yeah. Chiefs Chargers. Yep. You know? And then you even get the Patriots-Colts game. Came down to the wire. It's a good game, too. And then and then you get some shitbags, the rest. I mean, the thing to me is, like, this is the first time a one-win team beat a 10-win team. The Lions took care of the Cardinals. It's only happened three times in NFL history that, that the team with the best record lost to the team with the worst record at some point in the year. Got it. The other two times it's happened in the 1995 Cowboys. The 2004 New England Patriots. Interesting. Both teams won the Super Bowl. So if you're a Cardinals fan, you have that. The reason why I know this, yeah, I'm really good at what I do, but also is because I had it on the stat with uh, yeah. Will on upsets and yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. I think, look, is it? I've, I mentioned it at the top. Is it exciting that a lot of teams are jam-packed together? Yes. But am I worried that that could potentially be the league's downfall in the playoffs? Like, I think the Browns roster – up on paper, healthy is is one of the best rosters in the league, but the way that you know with how they've been depleted to their third string quarterback, to they're missing two O linemen, which is their bread and butter. Like that's not the Browns roster, and eventually over the course of multiple weeks, if this just keeps happening, they're not going to be present in the playoffs. And maybe another team like a Steelers, who I'm just trying to say it's the at this point we've always said it's the healthiest team, right? We always want to be healthy, but this is kind of like an extreme. I think there needs to be a We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Balance of like competitive advantage and health. Yeah, you don't think the wild card race having so many teams makes it more interesting for fans though? Not if they get blown out on wild card weekend. I get that, but I'm talking about just now if you are a Falcons Raiders fan. fan, a Falcons fan, a, a, a Seahawks fan. Well, I actually have to get Saints yesterday. fan. But yo, if you. This is nine zip. It gives you, though, it gives you some excitement in late December that, hey, man, you know, some things bounce our way. It might be, 
you know, we might have a chance. Like, if you're the Raiders now, get the Dolphins. Bro, you nervous a little bit, son? Dolphins is creeping. Not that yeah. the Pats won't make the playoffs, but they do play each other at the end of the year in South Beach. Dolphins, seven straight. Seven straight for the Finns. Right, but if you if you're if you're a Broncos fan, even if oh, you're six, uh, sorry, not seven, six, six if, in a row. If you're an Eagles fan, it's like, yo, now I have something to look forward to. It's it's at least interesting. We have a chance. Yeah, I would say like selfishly for if you're an if a fan like not I don't mean to say selfishly like for your own self interest, of course, individually self interest, yes, but big picture, you know, uh, you know, f- for the good of the league perspective no but to your right to your point from a self-interest perspective absolutely from a regional fan base perspective absolutely but when you're looking at this at, at, at an a thousand foot above ground view when you're looking at this you know from the top down and you're impartial and you have no dog in the race for lack of a better term no i don't think so but again i, I agree with you yeah if you're a fan of a team absolutely i got a shot now yeah, yeah. but i think like i don't think we're gonna get the best Seven teams in the playoffs. Yeah, because I'm looking at it from a a realistic standpoint. If you make the seven seed, can you win? Can you beat that team that you're going to play? Right now, ironically enough, we got Bills, Pats are playing each other this week. If the playoffs started today, that would be the playoff matchup. Interesting. I can see Buffalo beating New England. Of course. But can you really see Minnesota going into Dallas to beat Dallas? Dallas went into Minnesota and beat them without Dak. Without Dak. Last year, we saw the Bears go into New Orleans to play that Nickelodeon Bowl. No <laughs> the, one, slime, the slime game. Yeah, no one thought that the Bears were going to win that game. It's like, yeah, it's cool. Congrats. You made the playoffs. Go get throttled now. <laughs> it's the Broncos are 7-7. Seven and seven. <laughs> The Broncos scored 10 points. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird one. Just a weird one, though. But I uh let's talk about let's talk about this week. A banger of a matchup. We got Yo, you know what? Let's do let's do Buffalo. Let's do Buffalo New England. Okay. 8 and 6 versus 9 and 5. Oh, you worried at all about the bats? Cuz oh. you know I, I hit you with your own medicine, son. I hit you up immediately on the weekend. Do like, you yo, th- your man's can't throw when he's down 20. I think Mac Jones looked great in the fourth quarter and he brought the team back. He did, yeah. And I think he did he make some mistakes early on? Absolutely. But I, but in my opinion, the offense was extremely vanilla and it lacked creativity. Going up a great going up against a great defense, short week on the road, you didn't help the rookie quarterback at all. You know what I mean? And and the reason I say that is because the entire beginning of the season, the training wheels were on, right? And then he starts to look better and better and better. Those training wheels slowly come off. And then it's like, hey, let's not forget he's a rookie quarterback still on, you know, in a big moment. I just kind of think you know, everything should be taken into a week-by-week basis. And that's what the Patriots do best. They're a game plan-specific team. So, um, you know, I don't think I'm worried. Jonathan Taylor, MVP? Yeah, let's hold off on that. Definitely <laughs> want to talk about it when we talk about Colts Cardinals. Um, but with this game here, right? Uh, There's a battle for first place in the division. I think. I think if New England wins, you could print the shirts. They win the AFC East. Yeah. Buffalo wins. Watch out. Yeah. Now yeah. you. Yeah. Both teams. Both teams play better at home. 
historically this time of the year too. Look, I I feel like Buffalo needs it more. Buffalo needs it more, and also, bear with me. They might be the biggest disappointment in the league for me. Yeah, and again, that has to go. This goes back to when you do pretenders, contenders. How I like to do it. Are you real? Are you not? It all stems from how I felt about you in the preseason. If my expectations for Buffalo were to win the AFC, which they were, yep. this is disappointing that they're struggling to make the playoffs. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, disappointing, I'm not disappointed in the Jaguars because I knew from the beginning they were going to be disappointing. Yeah. I'm disappointed in the Seahawks. I thought the Seahawks were going to be better. Those were my preseason expectations. Now these this is reality. This is what we know through fifteen games. I will say I feel like I feel like the odds makers limited or not limited, but I do feel like the odds makers at the beginning of the season when we saw Buffalo's over under number, we were like, why is it so low? Right. Right. Yeah. With and the I, extra game too. With the yeah, extra yeah. game, they were so good last year. I think we all. We're like, oh, this is a no-brainer. Over. And they didn't and, and the and the odds makers took it to account. The Dolphins are gonna be at best the same, maybe better, and the Pats are gonna be better. So um Yeah. No, I just wanted to mention that because the odds were a little surprising to us. But I agree that they were a Super Bowl contender. Great quarterback, the team, you know, the traditional path, right? You know, eight games, ten games, twelve games, whatever the case is. That 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 little you know, those improvements, you know, as time goes on over the course of each season. So you want to hear something interesting about that? But if you bet the under on Buffalo, you've already cashed your ticket. No matter what happens, 11 and a half. Yeah. Overs that have already cashed, Imp, through 15 weeks. Cardinals. Yes. I can. I, I think I could give you them. If you could give me three, I'll be... I'll be impressed. That have already over that yeah, have cashed. So if you bet this in the preseason, you've already cashed. Cincinnati. Yeah. Two. And then there's three more. I got you. I got you. Dallas. Uh-huh. Come on, the one team you always say, Yeah, I'm gonna bet the over because if he plays, they win over. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's like your bar all the time. There's one quarterback in the league. You're like, yo, if he plays 16 games, they're gonna go over. Bucks? Nah, bro. Come on. He's your boy. Well, not your boy anymore, but Packers, bro. Oh, Rogers. COVID toe, baby. They already hit over. Yeah, and 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 one one more as of uh, this week. Houston. No. Nah, over? Come on. They bro. got three. Who thought Houston would win three games this year? I think their over-under was three and a half someplace. It was the lowest I think I've ever seen. Damn. The last one was Philly. They were six and a half. Unders that I've hit. Buffalo, Jacksonville, Seattle, Chicago, and Cleveland. Interesting. So Vegas, you know, I can't even say Vegas anymore, baby. It's amazing. I like saying Vegas, though. Yeah. Vegas. Well, knew. it's still the Disney World of sports betting, bro. Yeah. Vegas knew. But I'm with you. I, the funny thing is, is the Patriots won the game on the road. Yeah. And now the Bills need this one, and now they're on the road. Well, you know, in very Bill Belichick Patriot-like, Mac Jones is throwing the ball 50 times this week. <laughs> like, he'll do something completely different from what they did the first time they played. He's not going to give them the same look. 
Well, I think the idea is you got to take advantage of kind of their weak spots. They have a great secondary, but White is gone. Yeah. I love their safeties, Buffalo. Buffalo has two stud safeties. I would say them and Green Bay probably have the best safeties. And you know what? The dudes in Kansas City aren't playing too bad now, too. Yeah. So, Buffalo needs it more, but... Buffalo needs it more, but also New England can just step on their throats. Yep. Yeah, I really think that first drive is going to be telling. To see what they do. Like, if New England comes out 12 plays, seven and a half minutes, touchdown, where 10 of the 12 plays are runs, Buffalo got to be like, fuck, son, again? Yeah. Whereas if if Buffalo could force, like, a three and out, you know, like, yo, Mac, you got to beat us, bro. Yeah. Like, if I'm a lineman, I'm going up to Mac, like, yo, what's up? You got to beat us now. My problem with the the Patriots is they, and I think I said it a couple of times, is, they lack explosive plays. They can nickel and dime you down the field all day long, and they can, you know, beat you on seven yard in routes with their tight ends and 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 four yard runs the entire way down the field. But they struggle with big explosive plays, and you know that that to me is kind of their downfall because stud offensive line, you know. Great tight ends, they're able to run the ball, all that. It's just when you need these chunk plays, that's where I worry. And Buffalo's great at that. Mm. Buffalo is great, you know, at, at, at chunking you down the field. So I'm fascinated. Other than that, what other matchups are you in love with? Pittsburgh, Kansas City is like the other one. Yeah, but it's not the like, it, it don't. I, I, Pittsburgh is just. Like, I don't know how. I bet Pittsburgh on the money line. I can't believe they won that game against Tennessee. The only other game I think is fascinating is Arizona and the Colts. Yeah. that I mean, that game, like, bro, you were talking about it before. Jonathan Taylor. Fuck, man. After that first, after that, you know, after the Bills game, bro, he was 30-1 to 1 to win MVP. Didn't we talk about it? We talked about it. Was we, that the five touchdown game? Uh, yeah, we're talking about after a career game. Everybody's talking about him. He was still thirty to one, and now imp. Now, what do you think the odds are for MVP? Six to one. No, no, I'm talking about like who? Who do you? Oh, think I is know Rodgers is number one at like plus a little over a hundred. So it's Rodgers is first. Second is Brady, who I feel like, you know. The Rodgers play on the field, he's definitely the MVP. Now, the off-the-field stuff, his handling of the media, his handling of COVID. As a voter, do you think that would play a role in someone's decision-making? I don't think so. Because he's, you know, he's putting up the same numbers that he always puts up. Yeah, no, I know. I think he's going to win the award. I don't think they're going to take it away from him. He missed one game. And the one game they missed, they lost they because smoked. he wasn't in there. Yeah. Well, it was a one-score game, but like at no point, I would you say think, if you watch that game, they got smoked. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. though. Like even though it was a one-score game, like I referenced, at no point did you think Green Bay was going to yeah. win that game. Yeah. Like the defense really played well, which I feel like Joe Barry and those guys are not getting the. We, we've been getting a little. We got a little pushback, I think, on IG when you posted the clip. Shots to Stefan. I love him. He didn't think like the Packers were good. Or, nah. And I was like, Bug, that's crazy. Bugged out. Bugged, bugged out. out. But they've, other people felt the same way. They've been the best team in the NFL, I feel like, 
Since week two. <laughs> Since that game that they lost to the Saints, which I think one of your better calls this year was like, yo, don't even look at week one, bro. Because like, the there was no preseason. A lot of guys didn't play. Fucking craziness. Like, don't worry about that. And, and yo, I'm, Jair Alexander, we talked about him on the, on the award show with Allen and Dunbar. Like, man, Jair Alexander, is an, him and Jalen Ramsey were interesting bets. Like, you're looking at the two best corners in the league. 40 and 50 to 1 odds to be defensive player of the year. Like, that's at least interesting. So, if we hold that guy to such a high standard, now the Packers are going to get him back. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And their secondary is good already, as we mentioned. Right. Great pass rushers. Right. Well, Jonathan Taylor now is 10 to 1 to win MVP. And I think, bro... Have you been watching Hard Knocks? No, but I was going to say, is that impacting the line? Well, I don't know if it's impacting the line. I know that the players are going for it for him. Like, they want him to. It's one of those awards where the team is like, yo, let's get it for this dude. Yeah. You know, we're inside the we're inside the five, like, all three downs. Let's get him. The, the and ball. also, like, that that award, if a running back wins it, call me crazy. That's almost like a that's almost like an award for the O-line, too. Because I feel, obviously, it's if a quarterback wins you know, the MVP, obviously the offensive line, you know, impacted it, right? But there are also other guys that kind of are in consideration as part of those plays. The quarterback snaps it, makes the decision, throws it, the wide receiver has to make a catch and make a play. Yeah. But when you're just handing the ball off, it's the running back and just the O-line and that's it. So I do think there's like a sense of maybe like camaraderie for the O-line too. Like we, we all have a little bit of, of we're more important in this, you know, in this, in, in you winning this award, it's almost like a shared award because it's the same five guys blocking every down for the same guy. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. Do you know what offensive linemen prefer, run blocking or pass blocking? Run blocking. Run blocking. They want to just mold more Because people. run blocking, when you're in your stance, brother, you're firing forward. Whereas pass blocking, Back. you're retreating. They don't like that. Ask any lineman that played in that Pats game if you ever get a chance. If you're listening to this show and you get a chance to interview someone from that offensive line where Mac Jones threw the ball three times, they'll tell you that's the best game they've ever played. Yeah. That was the funnest game they ever played. Because off the ball, you're just coming in. They were just dominant. Smash. Habib smash. Dominant. Yeah, but it's also like that's what you want. You want to run the ball because your offensive lineman can jump out. As opposed to letting guys come to you and you're off balance and shit. How many guys just get lifted off the ground and all that? That's interesting. It's like you're initiating the contact. But I think Jonathan Taylor, man, in a year where I think every MVP is flawed, every MVP quarterback is flawed, the Rodgers thing, his play isn't flawed. However, I think, I personally think the way he's handled the COVID stuff, the way he's handled the whole offseason, the way, just everything, I think there's going to be some voters that are going to keep that against them. And I think the only other guy who's interesting, bro, is Jonathan Taylor and Pat Mahomes, man. Yeah. They're going to end the year on a 10-game win streak. What's Mahomes plus right now? What's his odds? He's also 10-1. to 1. <laughs> I put out that video. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. When he was 20-1. to 1. And a lot of it has come into fruition so far. Like I think, I think the the Chiefs are going to get the one seed, and they're not going to lose out. They're going to end the game the season on a ten game win streak. 
hot, hottest team and probably the most talented team. So it, it's a fascinating race. I think you could poke holes in all of the candidates. Like even Mahomes. Mahomes has like, I think, 13 interceptions. Which is still phenomenal, like, because he's throwing the ball He's going to throw 40 touchdowns, probably. Yeah, but it's like, oh, Mahomes is just... Let me ask you a question. If the Colts win the division, do you think... (laughs) I like this. They're a game back? Ooh, can I tell... How about this? Ready? Betting 101. Oh, shit! (laughs) You boned up? Yo, what would you rather bet? Them to win the division? Or... I'll parlay them. Or Taylor to win... (laughs) Can you... I don't know if you can. Because the only way I think he wins the MVP is if he leads them to the division title. And if they win out, they go... Well, when, when, when Adrian Peterson won it, they didn't win the division. Interesting. They were the wildcard team when he had 2,000 yards. They also had Christian Ponder, the GOAT. That was your boy. No, it wasn't. Know, he was yeah, never yeah. my he guy. Was never your guy. <laughs> it's just funny. How many I, guys, I have some guys. How many guys do you think we've said, yo, that's your boy? Matt it's Moore like, is my guy. The, the Matt Moore is 1,000% your guy. Such a good guy. I think if I don't, know, I don't know if he's married, but I think outside of his wife, his family, and then like people that know him, and you're then, his number one fan. I'm yeah. going to honestly say this. He would have done a better job than Gary Gilbert last night. Shouts to Matt Moore. <laughs> the GOAT. This guy played a playoff game. The GOAT. Gays. The GOAT. But yo, what do you what do you think about Arizona, man? Without D Hop, until the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think yo, a team no one took serious all year. Yeah, and then they and then they handled business when Kyler was out, and and the one thing about Kyler, man, is that worries me is that when he gets hurt, they linger. His he's he's yo. a lingerer. His injuries linger, and yo, yes. the way he plays, and he plays smart. I love it. Like, I don't know if you saw the play. And he does this all the time. So, I, so you know, I may just be calling something out that everyone knows. But if he's in the shotgun or whatever, he takes a snap and he's dropping back and he's going to get sacked, he'll just go down. I love that he does that because he doesn't take unnecessary hits, um, which kind of explains. I also know. like the way he slides. Yeah, he baseball, right? You and saw Justin Fields get smoked on that Monday Night Football Did you game? see Teddy Bridgewater get taken off in a car, in a car on, a, on, a, on, a, on a stretcher because he went head first? Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I agree with you. I like the way he slides too. Um, they're surprising because when, te- when, when Kyler's not in, they won some games, right? And then he's playing and they lose to the Lions. Um, I think Cliff has a creative enough offensive scheme to get through, to get by without Hopkins for a couple weeks, but they can't make any noise without Hopkins. So that's kind of what I think they can hold, you know, they can hold the fort, but they can't win the war. Hmm. Yeah, man. They got a lot because we've been ra- rambling on about their weapons. You know, love more, extremely quick. You know, your boy Christian Kirk. They bring in Ertz. Both running backs are healthy. You have a running back at your quarterback. You know, they they have enough weapons. AJ Green. So, I'm not sure, man. It's just funny how they they were being nitpicked the whole season. And now, yeah, because of the because inter- of the internet, the internet. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's all I was gonna say. Because of the injuries, I think is uh, is what's gonna hurt them, man. It's just weird, man. I'm looking at the standings in the AFC. In the AFC alone, ready for this? Mm. There's only three teams with losing records, and do you know how many losses they have? Eleven, and twelve, and eleven. 
Every other team is 500 or above. That's worrisome for me. Yeah. And then you go to the NFC. You know, it's... Yo, you know who's been... You know who's complete 180 since I cut the promo on him? Who? Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. <laughs> I mean, I tried to tell you, man. See, look. NFC, to me, a little bit it makes a little bit more sense. Granted, it's still a shitstorm, but... You know, you have three teams at five hundred, a couple teams at six and eight, a couple teams at five and nine, a couple teams four and ten, and one team two and eleven and a one. And then you got your ten win teams and your eleven win teams. The AFC is just a shitstorm to me. But yeah, Kyle Shanahan, man, you know it's funny when Garoppolo gets Kittle back. This is kind of what happens. And um, for as much shit that we gave Garoppolo. Um, they win with him, bro. It's so weird. But I, I do think like Kittle has a lot, to, a lot to do with it. When he's a hundred percent healthy, he's a dominant blocker and he's a dominant pass catcher. Yeah. And I think there was a little, you know, because he started slow and then he got hurt. Yeah. And then when he came back, it was all, all systems go. Yo, bro. <laughs> when they play, when when the Niners are healthy, they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. When they're not. <laughs> Listen, man. Right now, that team, bro. I don't want to say they're firing on all cylinders, but they might be playing as good as anyone in in, in the NFC. Eight and six, bro. Nick Bosa got fifteen sacks. Comeback player of the year. We, yes, Dak. Bro, Dak, since that injury, yeah. he has like nine touchdowns, six interceptions. Don't, don't, I they don't look I've been starting him. Bro, the defense has been. Well, I was actually going to say Micah Parsons. The, uh, two weeks ago, I was on the podcast. I said Micah Parsons could win defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. And then I said, I'm kidding. I may not be kidding anymore. Yeah. Because it's the tackles for loss. It's the tackles. It's the sacks. It's Bro, the pass the, deflections. The coverage now downfield, too. Bro, the Niners, right? Like, sorry, yeah, we got. No, 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 that's fine. They would play Tampa Bay right now, and with all of the depl- with all with all them, them injuries, depl- bro. Ooh, I don't know if I would want that. My only concern about the matchup with the with the with the Bucks is the 49ers run the ball. That's a very tough front to run against. Yeah, that's my only concern. They they wouldn't match up well with the Bucks, but but I agree. They could beat anyone right now, I think, just because of the way that they play. Ball control, they could rush the passer. Um, you know, great, great mind calling the plays. I don't know, man. They're just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the turnaround, and and I'm glad that you. I don't know. Do you think anything differently of him yet, Shanahan at all, or like you just kind of still feel the same way? I kind of still feel the same way, but they are playing really well. Like, really, really well. Yeah. And I think right now, because they're going to get some of those guys back now, too, their secondary is an issue. Yeah, For yes. sure. Yes. Like Tampa's is also, which why I think that matchup will be fascinating, because the Niners want to run the ball. Can't really run on the Bucks. You could throw on them. They got some weapons that they could throw on. Mismatched nightmare is George Kittle. They're playing really, really well. You can't, you'd be a hater if you didn't acknowledge them. And you know how I am. I like taking L's and admitting when I was wrong. The Niners might have to look at what those odds might be to win the NFC, bro. Because if there's a team, right, it's one of those run-the-ball teams, you know, get after the quarterback. You're right. The secondary is scary. And, you know, and think about this, right? Going back to what I said before about the Bills, 
preseason expectations. Niners, a lot of high hopes. Yeah, we thought it was going to be Trey Lance, which that also was a little premature because it's a rookie quarterback at yeah. the end of the day, right? Like, for as great as Trevor Lawrence is coming into the league, we see what's happening down there, right? Yeah. A lot of shit needs to go your way. However, the Niners, they had one of the higher win totals in the NFL. What did we say about them last year? Yo, it was the season from hell, son. They had like 23 guys on IR by October 1st. It was the most respected 7-9 of all time. Yeah, for sure. And then you look at them now, they're playing really well, man. I think that's a team you got to you gotta be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful. You can't take them lightly. Especially to your point with the way Dallas is kind of, you don't know, right? With Dallas's team identity right now. Is their defense. Like, their defense <laughs> is the team identity. Yeah. And they have so much money tied to the offense. Yeah. Zeke, Amari, Dak, um, the offensive line. And draft capital, Lamb. Yeah, yeah Lamb, yeah. a top pick. Gallup was in the third round, too. Like, you, you have a lot of assets on the offensive side of the ball. And on defense, it's like Trayvon Diggs, second year, hasn't made no money. Going to get the bag. Micah Parsons, rookie, going to get the bag. You get Dexter Lawrence back. You get uh, Demarcus Lawrence, excuse me. Uh, you get Randy Gregory, right? Like you, their defense is what is carrying them. It's crazy to think. I mean, yeah, and and the and, and and I feel like the defense has been up and down, and some of the downs were due to the injuries, right? Gregory was out for a little while, and some of these guys were out. Um, yeah, but also some of their bad games defensively is because like. The offense couldn't do nothing, so they're on the field for 38 minutes. Yeah, and the field position battle is just terrible. Yeah, no, I understand. Yo, for as good as your defense is, if they got to start at the 20, Every- they're in the red zone now, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, even, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if I get a stop, I'm going to give up points. Yeah. I think I, what I think the issue with the Cowboys is right now is kind of the offensive line had some issues earlier on, and then also the running backs are beat up, both of them. Pollard has planter, and Zeke has something else, No. That both of their bread and butters are injured. Um, Lamb had a concussion. Cooper was out. You know they played one week with with Cedric Wilson and 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 I forgot who the other receiver was. They you know like they you know they've they, they've been shorthanded too. Um, but have are, are the Rams have the Rams impressed you over the last couple of weeks? I, I really like the Arizona win. And what about last week? Or last night. Bro, Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, d- dangerous. Throw that man some MVP votes. Yeah. Start to finish. Might win the Triple Crown. Receptions, receiving yards, and, and touchdowns. I mean, Odell did nothing. I know you were hyped. Odell did Oh, Matt Gay, the kicker, outscored him. Yeah, Matt, Matt Gay's been like one of their most consistent players, too. Uh, just look, man, I will say. It didn't look pretty in the first half last night. Yo, that NFC West is because <laughs> yo, I was on, bro. I said that all four teams are gonna make the playoffs, the, but the worst team is like not a bad team. Like, say what you want about Seattle, the defense has been playing better without and Jamal Adams. Without right? Jamal Adams, the yo, I couldn't believe the amount of points that they were holding the other uh, other teams' offenses to over the last maybe two, three, four weeks. Um, so yeah, when you have. Oh, C- <laughs> Yo, bro, you look at the Seattle defense and how much better they play without Jamal Adams. Robbery! Oh, yeah. Well, th- that that's the thing, though. That was – highway robbery was 
what that trade was labeled from day one, and no one has backtracked from that. Yeah. You don't give up that for a DB, bro. Yeah, especially when you don't. I mean, granted, if I'm doing that, if I'm doing that, if I'm giving up two first round picks for a defensive back, it got to be 09 Revis. It got to legitimately be a guy that, like, yo, bro, you're going to go out on the island with Moss and Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne, and you're shutting shit down. Can I tell you what I think their logic was? Win now? No. Well, yes. Three. Three. Win now and keep Russ happy in the same bucket. Right? We won 12 games last week, last year. Right? We won 12 games, and what was our weakness? Defense. Okay. And also, you build your roster to beat your division, right? What do the Rams do really well, and what do the Niners do really well? Run the ball. So maybe it's a situation where they felt like, you know, a real, a, a really strong run blocky, a, a run, uh, you know, a run support safety, you know, would do well in the division because of what the Niners do well and and what the Rams do well. You know, McVay is, is is you know run the ball play action and and the 49ers are the same exact thing. So I don't know. Maybe that was their logic. You know, we're gonna see a lot of it in the division. Maybe we uh, we stock up on a you know, granted he's a safety, but he's great at at, at what we need to stop. No, I, that was just a stretch. No, I uh, look. I, I hear you. I don't know if I would have done it though. Yeah. No, I hear. I, I'm just trying to pull something out of my ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it would it's just a but I yeah two first round picks. I'm just not trading any first round picks, multiple first round picks unless it's a quarterback. Also, bro, with the way that division is, it's so good and competitive. How did Seattle not potentially see this coming? Like, well, yo, here's the thing. You look at the Rams, right? We've been talking about this division a lot the last, like, 15, 20 years. They ain't got no picks. You you need to win the Super Bowl this year or next year. Yeah. More so this year than next year because, like, what are you going to do with Odell? You can't pay him because— I think he takes a pay cut to stay. Probably. He seems to be happy and loving football again, even though he got one catch yesterday. That don't don't matter. Like, there's games like that where receivers are just not going to get the ball. It just happens. But I think— we we haven't seen this before where a team mortgages everything and really goes all in. Yeah. In like the NFL th- at least. Like right? this. Like this. Yeah. Like, bro, even their uh uh Atwell, the the rookie wide receiver. Two Atwell. Yeah, in the second round. We haven't seen him at all this year. He was on IR. All right. Like they don't they don't care about first round picks. But it's also what the city is. Like LA's a flashy superstar city. Oh, let's get LeBron, let's get A D. Going back to the back in the day, let's get Shaq, let's get Kareem. Like, they were known for, like, oh, Gretzky. They brought fucking Gretzky. You also already— you think you were going to get a hockey ball on this one? So, nah, come nah. on, man. We're out here. You, well, we already spoke about hockey in terms of pausing the season for a little bit. We also— uh, Touche. They also— Stars. Uh, <sighs> um, well, stars, but also they already went all in with Stafford. They already they already put all their chips on the table. Yeah, but they did that even prior to that. They did that with— uh, with uh, Jalen Ramsey. What did they give up for Ramsey? Do you remember? It was a first-round pick. Okay. They did that with Brandon Cooks when they brought Brandon Cooks in. Luckily, they got like a second, I think, back from whoever they traded them to. But that's what they do, man. They go and they they get their – they get the guys that they want. They they run their team the way I would run my team. Like a baseball and a, like a, baseball and a basketball team. No, nah, I would run it like – 
I want to establish. I want to get guys that I know can play, as opposed to a thirty-three percent chance in the first round, based on the last decade of guys that either are out the league, become all right. That's a nice right guard we have, and then the the other third is all pro, pro bowler level, and not pro bowler on like fan voting. Pro bowler, like you were one of the best players in your all position. Pro. Yeah, all pro, pro bowler, kind of shit like that. But yo, you look at the makeup of their team. Their best guys on offense and defense are drafted by the Rams. Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald. Yeah. So you still have some infrastructure, but man, you know, even I know he's hurt, but Robert Woods was from Buffalo. Odell is from Cleveland. Van Jefferson, you draft. Um Jalen Ramsey, a different team. Was Higby a Ram? I believe so. Yeah, Higby. All um, in chips in the table. Sony Michelle, different team. Uh, uh, Henderson, all right, you drafted Henderson. Sony Michelle may win me a plan- fantasy week next Sony week. Sony Michelle is a reason why I like the Rams a lot more now than I did a month ago. Yeah, and remember, keep in mind they lost Acres. They're on their third running back. I read a I read a story that he might be eligible to come back in the playoffs. Damn, it's been nine months since he tore his Achilles. I don't know if I would do that if I was him or if I was the team. Like at that point, like. Yeah, I feel like it's forced. What is he come back? Unless Henderson, 20... something happens to Henderson, right? Nah, I think if if you're getting by with Sony Michelle, like yeah, he's clearly a better player than both of these guys, and we saw what he did in the playoffs. He was getting 25, 26 carries in those games. But bro, this dude hasn't played all year. He's coming off probably the worst injury you could get as an That's athlete. That's the science, bro. Nine months, Achilles. Wasn't that like a th- bro, dude? Like. AP was the first person to come back from the ACL that fast and be that productive. Less than a year, AP? Yeah, he got hurt last year of the season. Never forget, against Washington, he was with the Vikings. Came back nine months later, ran for 2,000 yards. <laughs> I'll never forget, first big money league I played in with, with those Whitestone kids. With our guy Joey and his family, $250 league. I took back the, then, back eight, then. Yeah, I, I had the first overall pick in 2012. I took Aaron Rodgers because it was six points passing touchdowns. And then on the wraparound, I took Brandon Marshall year one with Jay Cutler and the Bears. Nice. Did you win that league? And then I took AP. Off the injury. Yeah. I was like, yo, third round AP, if he was healthy, he'd be the number one pick. Banger, bro. First handoff of the season, 80 yards. Yeah. High stepping. Fucking out here, bro. I loved Adrian Peterson. Except when he beat his kid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Fuck that guy. At, that, at that point, yeah. yeah. At that point. Ah, well, this was a banger, bro. Listen, bro, I'll see you in a couple days for... Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up. Yo, go to the Patreon right now. You can get next week's podcast with Will Blackman. We did a podcast and chill when we were out in Vegas. It's up there right now. Check it out. Impy and I, along with Alan and another guest, will be recording a year-in-review episode. You'll be able to get that next week as well. Um, big announcement for Veterans Minimum coming up. We got some fun stuff cooking. Shout to all of you. We've had a nice growth, a 300% increase in downloads. Nice. This football season, to that we say congrats. Good congrats. Salute. Salute. And yeah, at Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum is where you can find the Patreon stuff. Imp. I M P Y 718. Twitter and Instagram. Come on. You already know. There you go. Catch you guys next time. Peace.